Is it classy if we start the podcast off with instead of singing Edelweiss, we sing Poltergeist, Poltergeist. Guys, that's not in the debate. Look happy to meet me. Oh no. <laughs> you started it, I finished it. It's quite terrifying. I don't like that. We're here to talk about some Potter guys today. Potter guys, <laughs> pot. I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. It. Oh, wait. All right. True confession. <laughs> How the hell do you say that? Potter guys. We brainwashed you. No, don't even talk about me brainwashed. So they told me they would. I would do this, and I did. <laughs> Let's keep it in, everyone. I oh, love it. Stay in. We literally took bets as to how long it would take us to say Poltergeist instead of Poltergeist because we've seconds. trained ourselves. Zero. Literally like 15 seconds. Angel looked at my soul and knew I was going to fuck up. And you I said it did. So, you said it so calm. I know. I, my voice sounded so clear. You amazing. even thought about it. I even, and then I, you looked me in the eyes and I went, I did. Potter. Oh. And then I totally forgot how to even say the word. So, <laughs> so that's how we're starting the show today. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, you want to talk about that thing that I can't say? Yeah. A poltergeist is any type of ghost or spirit activity that has physical manifestations, but not necessarily sort of like an apparition. So a poltergeist will throw things around the room. It will move objects. Yeah, generally just sort of Scratch like, it. Yeah, it'll like fuck shit up, but you won't necessarily see it or hear it. it it's very much akin to like, it's. it has to do with the physical movement of things. Um, they're usually considered like troublesome and really sort of like tricksters. And the other thing that's interesting about a poltergeist versus a ghost or an apparition is that it is almost always connected to a person, like a specific individual, rather than a place or a group or anything like that. Like, it is about a particular person. Um, I think it's really interesting that there are a lot of different non-sort of, like, ghosty explanations for poltergeist activity, namely uncontrolled psychokinetic activity. That's my favorite thing ever, is that essentially people are Matilda and don't know it and can't control (laughs) it, and that's what a poltergeist is. Basically, the idea is that this happens particularly with, like, young kids or pre-adolescent kids, where, I mean, I believe this, that the kids are really connected to the spirit realm in a way that adults just aren't, but they also have so much going on emotionally and internally that they, like, that energy manifests as psychokinetic energy, but it's not controllable. Are we talking about, like, Drew Barrymore's Firestarter kind of deal? (laughs) If I knew that reference, maybe. How many Stephen King... Psychic kids, can we do? (laughs) Go. (laughs) But, like, it doesn't have to be that intense. It could be, I mean, we're going to talk about our own stories later, and I definitely have poltergeist activity story. Are you Carrie? No. (laughs) Um, But, like, stuff flies around, like, you throw, like, things get thrown across the room, and that's not necessarily a demon coming out to be like, fuck you with mac and cheese, but, like, (laughs) my story has to do with mac and cheese. Okay, I'm so like, (laughs) what? Uh, But Context. Yeah. Mac and cheese. um, (laughs) Like a box of mac and cheese or whatever. But you could just have so much emotional energy that it manifests externally. It's like like Harry Potter when he made the the glass wall disappear in the first book. Same idea. Speaking of Harry Potter, we were robbed of Peeves being in the fucking movies. Continue. The most famous poltergeist, perhaps, of all time, indeed, is Peeves, who is quite glaringly missing from all eight Harry Potter movies. Yeah. So that's a poltergeist. There isn't actually a whole lot to it. And I think that it has to do with the fact that so poltergeists are essentially troublemakers. They're troublemaking spirits. It's a German term that essentially means noisy ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's characterized by a lot of like things moving and noises in the middle of the night you can't explain. And a lot of that, I find that because of the nature of a poltergeist, people choose to explain it. Like, oh, 
that's obviously hypes, and that's okay. Like, you know, we rationalize it instead of, like, thinking too hard on it, which is fine, because it helps people live sometimes just, like, where they are at without mm-hmm. living yeah. in fear. And probably a good portion of the cases are, are just that. It has natural... Um, explanations, but I would do wonder how many cases we don't hear about because people explain it away. There are seven signs of ultra-geist activity. First is, like, disappearing objects, so, like, whenever you misplace your keys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that can be easily explained away. Objects levitating are thrown, so, like, if something... <laughs> easily explained <laughs> away. Like, eh, it's just Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old house. Things will levitate. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, like, if something, like, gets thrown across the room, you might think, like, oh, well, like, I dropped this when you come back to it. Oh. Oh, gotcha. So, like, when like, you if come back... Like, if you're not there to physically see it, Correct. like, I'm boom. not talking about, like, your TV coming at you. And, like, <laughs> okay. Thank you for the clarification, because I was like, I don't know that I would have that thought if I see, like, a candle moving my way and be like, oh, <laughs> I moved this. I'm moving. I mean, like... <laughs> I am Matilda. <laughs> anything on the floor, you can, like, say, oh, it was my pet, or yeah. something like that, dragging things out to the floor, where... It could have been a ghost. Scents or odors are also supposedly a sign of poltergeist. What kind of odor? <laughs> oh, you know uh, what kind. There are a lot of different things. Like, uh, you could smell, like, cigarettes. You could smell oh. perfume. You could smell mm-hmm. um, oh, a lot of different things. Uh, electrical interference. Oh. So, like, whenever, like, camcorders or things like that, or, like, EMF detectors mm-hmm. and other things, like, whenever those things don't work, usually, you know, during a ghost hunt, for example... <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's the most common thing that we hear for, but uh, I need to read this one. Sure, take your time. Because <clears throat> it says power from nowhere. <laughs> what? Like you've been living your life and not uh, realizing that you haven't paid your no, electric no. bill in like a year. <laughs> so, for example, um, if you have, I'm going to tell this story later, uh, say a toy that uh-huh. has no batteries in it. Oh, uh, Furbies. Furbies, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So All Furbies are poltergeists. <laughs> so if something that works off of power, whether it's batteries or whatever, is working without the aid of that, that could be poltergeist activity. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So ghosts my, are batteries. My I'm mind went to a very, there. my mind went to a very, like, naughty place. You get out of there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so can you imagine just being, being home and be like... What is that sound coming from my What's underwear drawer? Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Dear> God! Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Knocks, <laughs> rappings, foot taps. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seems foot familiar. Taps. <laughs> I just said foot taps. My eyes are uh, tap dancing. <laughs> tap ta- 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 oh <laughs> <laughs> like, stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're haunted right now. <laughs> the poltergeists don't enjoy being talked about. I want to get that joke out. <laughs> tap. Dancing ghost, damn it. <laughs> that was so funny, Gina. Thank you for <laughs> to get it out. That's like when Aaron went back to say, no, fuck it, I'm saying squids. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I referenced my own podcast. In the podcast. In the podcast, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like whenever you hear like tapping or footsteps or any kind of noises, uh, also physical attacks can be a sign that you have a poltergeist. So that could be scratches and things like that. I wake up with bruises huh. sometimes. Yep. Interesting. I didn't realize that that could be attributed to poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like strictly like <clears throat> demonic. No. Not necessarily. This, to me, harkens back to when we were talking about Annabelle. Because I wonder if, uh, because it centered so much on Donna. Yeah. And it was so specific to be about Donna, if it's actually a poltergeist and not necessarily like a demon or if it's connected. Because I think it, I think it's always really interesting when stories are so focused on a person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, to talk about the poltergeist sort of angle of it. Mm -hmm. I always kind of figured that that was, that was what was going on. That's true. That's interesting. That's true. Mm -hmm. My thought though with that is that then when the Warrens take it, did it attach itself to the Warrens? Because shit, shit happened afterwards. Like, um, like when the car kept swerving as they were driving driving Annabelle back to their house, or oh, that one right. like a priest visited and said, "You're not, you're just a stupid doll." <laughs> and Warren was like, "Don't do that." Yeah, please I be know. nice to our guest. She lives here. <laughs> I find it really hard to believe that a demon would stay because, like, the thing is, like that was supposed to be a tool, and that is not something that I think that if it were a demon would be linked to. 
But they gave a permission to go into the doll. I wonder if, like, I'm not a demonologist by any. You're not? If you couldn't tell, yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry to, to break it to you. But I wonder if there's if there's something to that, like being like, oh yeah, come on in, and he's like, great, and he thinks like, uh, gendering it also. Sorry, um, <laughs> it goes into the doll thinking, all right, I'll just hang out for a month or two, it's short term, and then I'm gonna get. No, signs a month to month lease. Exactly, and like with the full intention of moving into Donna's body, and then that doesn't happen, and the, and you're left with like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess I'll just stay here. I mean, it's not bad. Sounds Good location. Like the housing market. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I guess I'm stuck here now. <laughs> I feel you, ghost. Too real. Yeah, there's also some element of poltergeist that can be malicious. So mm-hmm. I think that to me is where that comes into play is like this this spirit yeah. or this energy was attached to Donna. And when removed from Donna, it lashed out. Got angry. Because it wasn't necessarily violent until it was removed mm-hmm. from Donna. <laughs> I, mean, I think it Lou was, would disagree. Well, yeah. But it was, it, it was a different kind of thing yeah, I before get you. it was taken away. So, I don't know. I have no evidence or really... Sure, no, but I think it's, it's I mean? a really interesting... Like, I do think it's a really interesting mm-hmm. theory to pose. I think there's there's probably some credence to that. Now I just want to know where it came from, then. Well, <laughs> poltergeists are usually... I mean, that's where it comes into the, like, psychokinesis thing. Is like, oh, you kind of You conjure it up. It. Yeah, you don't... Interesting. Oh, <gasps> <Topa. Topa. laughs> <laughs> don't think about the man yeah. Don't think oh about God, the man God, God, No, no, no. <laughs> How many of our own podcasts will we reference in one episode? We're up to three, I think. We're not doing that. Hey, it's the last episode of this first season. We just really enjoyed our time here. Yeah. (laughs) No ban. Thanks for letting us into your homes. Yeah. And if this is your first episode, go back and listen to the others. Yeah. Please. This is not the one to listen to out of order. <laughs> I think it's very scary that they can latch on to people mm-hmm. and follow them, basically, mm-hmm. yep. wherever they go. They mm-hmm. did in the movies. Yes, they did. Speaking of the movie, can we talk about that movie? I will, I will be the first to admit, it's been... Quite a few years since I've seen the original. I did watch the remake when it came out. Oh, was that I impressed? About that. No. Yeah, it was don't not. Don't do it. It wasn't good. But I mean, I also don't remember the first one being entirely great either. Ah, so good. Yeah, so I don't remember the first Poltergeist movie too well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember that curse that was supposedly on that set. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a bunch of uh, actors actually died. Including yeah. that poor little girl. Yeah. Heather O'Rourke. Yeah. 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 Two actresses have died. Uh, died pretty shortly after the yeah, release of the both sisters. Movie. I say the older sister. Passed the older away. sister, yeah. um, that was she actually was a freak. Yeah, right, I was going to say, one of them was brutally, like... Yeah, yeah Dominique Dunn, who played oh. the eldest daughter, Dana, in the first film, was strangled to death by her boyfriend um, oh. at age 22. And he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced to six years in prison, but was paroled after serving three and a half. The true horror of the story. Yep, violence against women. Um, And then Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann in all of the films, died in February of 1988 at the age of 12 due to complications from an acute bowel obstruction. Yep. Which is a real freak medical thing to happen. Like, the chances of that happening are so sort of low. Like, that's not a thing that you hear about. Right. But, yeah. Why they, there was like a whole like urban legend as to why it started happening though. Like they said something about like the bones that they yeah I think they were like they actually like like blame it on the props master yeah <laughs> the props master had no time to find dig up old bones so just actually got some old bones well. So, there's a scene in the movie where Diane is falling into the family's pool, and the pool is filled with mm-hmm. skeletons, and the mm-hmm. skeletons are real skeletons. The Literally, the, the movie crew used real skeletons, apparently, and the crew knew it, but the actors didn't. And the actors assumed that they were fake, and then they were like, no, it weren't, or like the leadership of the movie, I should say, the like regular crew didn't know either um but they were using real skeletons because it was too expensive to make fake skeletons look realistic um what i mean that's kind of what's interesting about the curse though is that poltergeist activity so a lot of the famous poltergeist curse if you look at like the enfield case it's all young girls and the movie is young girls and that's kind of why i think it's interesting that the psychokinesis thing is like a theory about it but the people who died in the curse were young women or girls like literally a child fascinating yeah 22 i still consider that a kid yeah Yeah. how dare you i'm old enough to make my own i'm not 22 anymore (laughs) 
Yeah. You're old now. Oh. All right, I'm 23. Calm down. No ghosts want you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just reading this online, Mom? and also apparently an exorcism was performed on the set of the sequel. They needed it. That would make yeah, sense. Really. Apparently the day after, uh, one of the uh, actors performed it late at night by himself, and then the next day everyone felt relieved. That's nice. Do you think it's because he went around telling people, don't worry. I blessed the set. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Julian Beck, who starred as Kane in Poltergeist 2, died of stomach cancer at age 60 before the film was released. The, sec- the sequel. Well, oh. that seems a little Yeah, more. that seems a little more like, well, okay, I'm sorry, but... So yeah, it's a cursed movie. So Richard Lawson, who uh, was in the movie as well as an actor, he was aboard U.S. Air Flight 405, which crashed into Flushing Bay in March 1992. 27 people on the... Odd of the 51 on board were killed, but he survived. And then in 2009, Lou Perryman, who played a small role, Pugsley, in the original film, was 67, and a released ex-convict killed him in his own home with an axe. Oh, yeah, I do want to hear about that one. That sucks. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just was an extra. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like at that point, that that makes me believe it's a curse. Because yeah. it's like this poor person who like was in one scene in the background, didn't didn't ever become famous off of it. It's just like, all right, yeah, that's something I did. All right, I guess I skipped the curse. Fuck you. Shouldn't have touched that bone. <laughs> oh, no. Pugsley. So, I mean, the reason we wanted to talk about Poltergeist is not really to talk about Poltergeist. We just wanted a reason to tell our own ghost stories. And we tie it back to the brand, you know? And here we are. Poltergeist, Pottergeist. Say that three times quickly. Can't do it. I can't even say the word anymore. I'm too scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. We want to know about the mac and cheese. Yeah. So, um, we, so the house that I grew up in and that my parents still live in, I 100% believe has a poltergeist in it. And I think it's actually connected to my dad. I think it kind of was me too, but mostly backing up. So the house that I grew up in is in Massachusetts. Yeah. Why, did we left? Because Why did she we always left? brings up I Massachusetts. Always bring it up. Oh. I always say it. I'm still waiting just... for the John Mulaney <laughs> reference. I will come this episode. Um, or the drugs reference. Yeah. So it. Uh, so I grew up in this house and I moved. In, we moved in when I was five, and pretty shortly thereafter, we all kind of started experiencing things. My brother used to see a floating head. Whoa! Uh, what? Yeah. That, was, that, that, was, that, that escalated um, so quickly. Yeah, he just used to see a floating head, and like that was a thing. What My mom and head. Uh, just uh, he wasn't specific. He was also three. Uh, so, That's even worse. Yeah, so we used to see this like just the head floating around or whatever. And then me and my brother actually shared a room until I was like seven or eight because neither of us wanted to sleep alone in the house. Um, and then my mom forced us to go back to our lives and I was devastated by this. My brother was pumped. Um, <laughs> anyway, the central sort of point of activity in our house is the kitchen. So a couple of different times we've heard, I mean, we've always just kind of heard movement and stuff moving around in the kitchen. And like there comes a point in the night where you just go to bed. Like, that's the solution, is you're like, oh, something's up, we're done. Like, mm-hmm. we're out. Same. So the one that I think makes it connected with my dad and why I'm always like, oh, this is this is the story, is the mac and cheese. My mom keeps all of her boxed goods in one particular cabinet on the far side of the kitchen. Doors closed, the whole nine yards, there's like boxes and boxes, it's all like the riceronis and the whatever. And it was probably like 11 or 12 at night and we're sitting in the kid. they're sitting in the living room watching TV, just kind of like hanging around being quiet. And we just hear a really loud thunk, like something had flown around the kitchen and we just kind of like peek around and the, a couple boxes of mac and cheese were just off the shelf, like on the floor in the kitchen. And we were like, How? I just want to understand the physics of this because there was a moment where we were like, this should not have happened. Like, the door was shut. Time to go to bed. And then we all just went to bed. <laughs> cheese on the floor? Yes, we didn't touch it. We were like, nope, not fucking around with this. Like, okay, it's cool. It's a devil's mac and cheese yeah. now. So it then, belongs to the crowd. Yeah, and then another time shortly thereafter, it was all kind of in the same year or so, I was putting dishes away and we had, does, ever, does everyone else have those little plastic, like, under paper plate holders? What? So they're basically little, little plastic plates. But they're just for putting under a paper plate. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. They look kind of like Frisbees. Yeah, a little bit. And they're basically, they just hold the paper plate. I don't know why we didn't just use plates. But yeah. <laughs> it's Interesting, fine. yeah. It's Can't a relate. thing that we have. And we have a stack and a stack, like stacks of them. And <laughs> what? what 
I don't ask questions. That's the good show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fancy I was like, tonight. this is some like barbecue shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I was putting those away on top of the fridge, and it, they were towards the back. And there's a little like cabinet overhang that goes around the fridge, so there's the fridge isn't fully exposed. Like it's kind of set into the cabinet a little bit, but there is a gap between the bottom of the cabinet and the top of the actual appliance. And I had put the plates down in there. And I turned around, and as I turned around, a plate came off the fridge and hit me in the back. And it fell to the ground. And to this day, I can't figure out how it happened. But I still don't understand why it's connected to your dad. Oh, because my dad sees it more than I do. So, like, those are (laughs) Sorry. Those are the stories that I have, but he sees it anytime. Come on. Anytime I'm home. Anytime he's home. Something happens and he sees it, or like something something floats around. Or what whatever. if your dad is Matilda? Maybe he is. So it's not not I'm not the best storyteller in this group, but the uh, yeah. So like those are the couple of times where it's interacted with me. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like my dad will hear it anytime he's up late in the living room. He mm-hmm. will just be like, "Cool, great," because you just hear stuff moving around in the kitchen. You just decide that okay, that's great. your life now. Yep, and it's fine, and you just go to bed. And he will hear it anytime he's home. Okay, so I think it lives in my house, but it likes him the best. <laughs> Poor dad. So yeah. Do you still feel when you go home though? Yeah. It's like there's definitely a point in the night where it turns and you're like, cool. I have definitely woken up at like I've fallen asleep on the couch and woken up at like three or so in the morning, and of course three a.m. is like devil's hour. That's the time. Heard shit floating around and just like I didn't even look. I just went. I like had my hand (laughs) over my head and I just went nope and went straight to bed, shut the door and didn't ask any questions and just went to sleep. I'm like that is the deal. We just leave it alone. I like the thought that you don't look, and this poltergeist is trying to impress you, so he's like juggling plates, <laughs> spinning, <laughs> spinning plates, oh, and like routines. It's like, look at how good I'm getting at it. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> look at it. I've been practicing. Yeah. Does your mom ever feel it? Because she's yeah. there mostly by, by herself. Isn't yeah. She? Yeah, but she's always like, there's an energy, but it's not malicious. Like, it's kind of one of those things where we're like, it's it's a trickster thing. It's definitely, like, screwing with us, but it's not being mean. Yeah, so your mom just feels like it's not malicious at all when yeah. she's back at home? Yeah, she'll be home alone. She'll hear something, and she'll be like, okay. And then just kind of, like, let it do its thing and, like, <laughs> tire itself out. And just keep living her life. She's like, like she treats it like a toddler. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, She's like, nah, it's fine. Because, like, it doesn't freak her out. Because I, wow. I think the thing is, none of us have ever felt threatened by it, so it's just kind of so, one of those things. I think like, you have. <laughs> I have. I well, I get really nervous about yeah. being alone anyway, yeah. and like I think that coupled with this thing is mm-hmm. like not great. My mom could tell way better stories. She has all the good ghost stories come from my mom because she has heard things her whole life. She has seen things her whole life. Wow. So for her, she was like, as long as this one isn't actively like malicious, it's a step up. So, cool, whatever. What if it's following your mom? Maybe. It could be. And it's just, like, she's deeply unimpressed. So, so it's just, like, the ghost is trying to get her mom's attention. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the family family thing. The family ghost. Uh, Okay. So, I was in middle school at the time, and me and my sister had just gotten, like, separate bedrooms. Because I have a twin sister, and we, like, were in the same bedroom so yeah we just got our two separate bedrooms and i don't know why when i was a kid i i slept with my bedroom door open i don't know why i just did it's i, I think about it now i'm like man that's that's the scariest thing about this story. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i had woken up i don't even remember what time it was i know it was after midnight and I hear crying, like really loud crying, and I think it's my sister. Because whatever is standing in the kitchen that I can see from my bed has dark hair and is standing in the middle of the kitchen, and I, I hear it wailing. So I set up, and as soon as I say my sister's name, it screams bloody murder, like where I, st- I can still hear this thing scream in my head. And I see it bolt towards our living room. I'm like, what the hell? What's wrong with Nicole? Like, why is she screaming like that? And so like, I run in the kitchen, and then I walk towards the living room, everyone's asleep the dog's asleep and i'm like what the hell and so like i finally like well i guess i'll go check to see if nicole's in her room i go all the way back to the back of the house and look in nicole's room and she is fast asleep so i quickly went back to sleep (laughs) um because i could not explain what i had just seen and 
we had just seriously bought this new microwave because uh, our old microwave was super shitty. And we're like, yay, we finally have a microwave that works. <sighs> that morning, it does not, like, finish cooking anything. It randomly stops. Sometimes it doesn't even turn on. It won't cook food all the way. And that thing never worked well since that night that I saw that thing run towards it. And I still can't explain what happened that night. And it is why I'm a firm believer in ghosts. Because when you hear something like that scream and then finding that it came from no one, it scares me to this day. <laughs> what you listeners can't can't really appreciate is the look of sheer horror that plastered itself onto my face. <laughs> like 20 seconds into Gina's story. Yep. The visceral, like, reaction I'm having right now, like, literal goosebumps and shivers up my spine. You have told me the story before, and I've completely mm-hmm. blocked it out. <laughs> and <laughs> now I remember well, that's why. that's the thing that kind of creeps me out about this story, that every time I do tell it, people get that reaction. It's horrifying. Like, it's the, well, because it's the fact that I clearly saw a person yeah. in our kitchen. Like, I didn't, I couldn't see through it. I thought it was my sister. Like, it was a solid figure. Yeah. And I heard it run and, like, Oh, that's scream. the worst. Ugh. Um, Like, because I, like, just the fact that I went to look for it and then made my way back to my sister's room just to see that I'm the only person awake. Even the dog is not even moving. That's terrible. So, and, like, I know it's such a stupid thing that, like, I think about that microwave, but, like, like you said, they give off energy that can sometimes, like, short-circuit and yeah, make stuff not work. absolutely. And that's a mm-hmm. tremendous amount of energy that it takes for a spirit to scream. Oh. And to be, like, a full-bodied yeah, apparition. That's crazy. I'm, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Uh-huh. It is... Oh, I haven't, like, thought that deeply about it in a while, and it's, like, actually starting to scare me a little bit. Did you ever experience anything like that again in that house? No. I don't know why I saw that, because I, I never felt uneasy in that house ever again. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, it, take, wow. it took me by surprise that, like, I saw something. I've had instances, like, here and there, but nothing to the extent that I saw that night. I think probably the closest that I came to, like, seeing a figure so fully developed like that again was probably in college. We basically had this ghost that was haunting our entire college house. I lived in a house on campus, and it was about six of us. And this house, there's this huge, like, vacant lot next door that we never knew why it was vacant until we found out that, oh, that there was a house there that burned down, like, back in the 80s or 90s. Uh, and a freshman was in there and she died. So they never put another house back there. So once we found that out, we're like, okay, this is like true shit. We need to find some help to get whatever is out of this house out of here. Because like it didn't feel like it was an angry spirit, but it was definitely uncomfortable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But the the moment that sealed it for me, because we all had our different experiences, but the one that freaked me out the most was it was just me and my one roommate that was home. And my roommate was upstairs. And I was downstairs uh, doing the dishes and like where our sink was, you could see a, like there was a window in front of us. Oh, gotcha. And so like, if your friend was behind you, you can kind of like, you know, how you talk to people's like reflections. Yeah. Um, so I hear something walk through our foyer and I think it's my roommate. And I, I look up again and there is a girl in our foyer who looks at me and then darts up the stairwell. And again, I did the thing where I went for my roommate and I'm like, whoa, were you just like downstairs? And when she told me she was not, I knew I had experienced something very similar to what I experienced like 10 years ago. Do you think it might be the same thing? I didn't think about it until right now. <laughs> I was like, they both did, ran from you. It did the same thing. It ran. Like, oh, I said it screamed. Oh my God, if it would have screamed, I'd been over. I would have been like in <laughs> therapy that night. <laughs> I need an emergency session now. I'm deeply unsettled I'm by this I'm really scared story. too. I, I hate this. I think I like, I repress it. And then when I talk about it. <sighs> the chills I have. Back. I hate you. Do you Gina. really feel like that though? Yes. Like legitimately. And you did tell the story once. And I think I repressed it. Because I was like, I don't remember being that affected the first time you told it. But yeah. That's that's my story. Oh, I hated that story. All right. Well, that, that's also going to be hard to follow. I hate you. I'm actually quite a little scared. I don't think I've talked that deeply about it in a while. <laughs> it's like a party trick. You just pull out like, I have a story for you. And then you go, you move on. And then now we're like, tell us more. <laughs> How did you feel? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did we. All right. Here, all of you get one. Oh, my God. We all have been oh so excited. For the Goonies. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Goonies never so, see that. Guys, they're they're <laughs> There's heroes. For people listening, uh, Alan just handed out a basically a Dungeon and Dragons map <laughs> for us to follow along to. So my story takes place in my in my high school, um, and it had such a strange layout that whenever I tried telling the story, I had to draw it out on a napkin. So this time I had more time, so I was able to sketch it out. Uh, if you want to see what this layout looks like, you can go to our website, www.pottergeist.com. It'll be up there, or you can go to our Instagram page or our Facebook page. I'll make sure to post it everywhere. So in case you want to follow along while I tell this story, please feel more than free to. Can I post a picture of Ravi? No. <laughs> yes, please do. She's my psychic sister. <laughs> so, uh, this happened in my senior year, uh, and it was me and my best friend in high school. Her name is Valerie. Um, and this was during our competitive drama class. So this was usually the time where we would, like, practice and so forth. Um, this was right around the time where, in Texas, we do a one-act play contest, and... So we were in the midst of that, and we had all of our set for our play, uh, which was kind of minimalistic. We had, like, a, a church pew and an altar and a couch in the shop. We were getting ready to compete, and Valerie and I loved to sing together a lot. So during high school, we would always sneak off and find somewhere to sing. So she was like, hey, what, you want to go to the shop and let's <laughs> Did go Did you sing? grow up in high school musical? <laughs> I wish. I wish I'd grown up in high school musical. Um, no, I was not quite that talented. <laughs> um, yeah, but she and I used to just like jam out and sing. This was also during the Glee era, so our, oh, our, no. our playlist was almost all Glee covers. Oh, there's some yeah, perspective for you right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to <laughs> <the> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, um, so, yeah, she was like, do you want to go sing? Uh, we can go to, like, the shop. And I was like, yeah, why not? We're not doing anything else right now. So, and I'm going to walk you through this, listeners. Um, so we go from the classroom where we're at. Uh, we go out into this lobby area, which is, like, the main way to get into the drama area. And you'll see that there's, like, the hallway to the school and it has the drama teacher's offices. Um, the only way to get to the shop is either to walk across backstage or the more traditional route that we like to take was going through the boys' dressing room, through the boys' makeup room, that led into the girls' makeup room, that led into the girls' dressing room, and then that led out to a second, like, holding area slash lobby, and then the shops were connected there. So we did this journey, and we ended up in the loading dock slash shop, which was more of a storage area where all the big pieces went. Uh, so something important to note about the the second lobby area, the one that's connected to all the shops, is you'll see that it, there's also a hallway to the school there um, that led to the fine arts area that had like the choir room and the orchestra room and the band room. So the band would come in after school to rehearse on the stage for their band concert that was coming up. So they left a lot of the big percussive instruments in that second lobby. So there was like... Uh, marimbas and like snare drums and a ton of like xylophones that were huge so they were lining up that entire wall so we only had one door open to get into the loading docks and the shop section so we were there i was sorting some brushes out of the makeup kit and we're singing we're jamming out and we start to hear this like and it's very like intermittently but it's enough for valerie to stop and be like hey hang, hang on hang on did you hear that and I, I was hear a beat. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we beatbox to it. <laughs> we're on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the ghost story. No, but we hear it very intermittently. Enough for Valerie to stop and be like, hey, did you hear that? And I am I'm still such a big baby. I've always believed in ghosts. I've always been, a, a, like, loved watching, like, ghost hunters and, like, ghost adventures and all that kind of stuff. Never had seen one, never had experienced anything ghostly. And I was like, this is not about to be the first time I do it. And I was like, no, fuck this. And I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, listen, 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 listen. I stop and I listen every now and then. We just hear, tss, tss. and it's ne- it's never on beat. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we wait three seconds and it happens again. Like, it would stop for, like, 10, 20 seconds. You're like, oh, all right, this is fine. And then again, you hear it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So we go out to the second lobby area that also has, like, the water fountain. And we look around underneath, like, the instruments and stuff. And we're like, nothing. Like, even the water fountain. Like, we're like, maybe when it turns on, it's making some weird noise. And that's what it is. But it wasn't on. And then, like, two minutes later, it turned on. I don't know. 
like if you've never noticed like water fountains when they go like and they have like a motor running yeah um but it wasn't that so we're like what the fuck is that so we go back and at this point i start quickly packing up and i was like well valerie i think we should really get back to class don't you <laughs> Your voice goes up three octaves yeah, exactly <laughs> i was like let's get out of here and then while i'm packing up we hear what i described as so imagine someone dragging a refrigerator across a linoleum floor it's a mm-hmm. very low type of note like a Mm. A refrigerator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you're dragging something super heavy, it was okay. like across a linoleum floor. It, it makes like a very yeah, yeah, like yeah. deep type sound. So we hear that and I was like, is that the refri- is, was someone moving furniture? Like a heavy furniture? And Valerie's like, no, it, it sounded like someone was playing a, what's it called? An alto flute. Because she and I are, are both flautists. Uh-huh. So and she's a more musically gifted one. That's a little little note to you listeners. You need a jazz flutist, flautist, flautist. <laughs> what a name! <laughs> she's like, it sounded like a flute, and I was like, great, let's go. We we need, we need to go now. Yeah. And in the sh- the loading dock shop area uh, was our set, as I mentioned before, including the couch that we used for a show. And she gasped, and she's like, did you see that? And I was like, no, what? And she's like, I was looking at the couch, and it's one of these, like, old couches that you could take. They had two, like, seat cushions that weren't, like, attached, so you can move them. So one of them was, like, askew from being, like, from when we moved it. And she's like, that one moved as if someone sat down. And I was like, all right, we're leaving. Goodbye. Yeah, like, this Out. is... <laughs> Time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope, we're not doing this. And she's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then she, I've no. never forgiven her for this. She's She asks... Is there someone there? No answer. Understand. No, no answer. I was like, okay, I've seen enough ghost hunters to know. You have to give them something to work off of. So I was like, once for yes, twice for no. Not knowing at all what it would be. And I hear, ting. (laughs) That's amazing. I hate it. We were both like, what the fuck? And it was so different from the It was literally... Clear as a bell. Ding. And we- Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, it was not great. And <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> Very noisy ghost. Yeah. So, again, Valerie has a, a better ear for music than I do. And she's like, wait, come with me. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. But she's like, get over here. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we go into the second lobby and we're looking and she starts poking around in the instruments. And she had very long fingernails at this point, and she started tapping on the marimba, which is just a huge wooden mm-hmm. xylophone, essentially. Mm-hmm. I love marimbas. Yeah. <laughs> and she was going one by one, ding, 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 ding. She finds our note, ding. She's like, it's this note. And she has her fingernail very, like, so it's not even as clear as we heard it. It's just like, ding, ding, ding. Because you need the mallet, and there was mm-hmm. no mallets mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. So she was like, it's this snow. But then she's like, I can't recreate that. Even like even hitting her finger like full on, it didn't create that clear sound. And I was like, great, let's go. <laughs> You're like, what part of we need to get out of here was unclear to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and so then she goes over to like the snare drum, t- right to the snare mm-hmm. and goes. Tss, tss. Yep. And that was tss, the, the tss sound. And I was like. Maybe dripping water <laughs> was making the sound. We checked. There's no leaks. There's nothing. The other thing that should be noted is that that door that leads to the fine arts area in this lobby is chained shut. There's no other way to get in here than going through the way that we did, unless you had the drama teacher's keys and everything else was dark. She and like we were literally far removed from the classroom. There was no one else here. It was just us. And then Valerie is living for this. She's mm-hmm. having That's the time funny. of her love. And I'm like shaking. That ghost wanted to jam, and <laughs> you was, didn't let it. I just wanted to leave. And Valerie's like, no, hang on, hang on. I, just, I have more questions. And I was like, no, Valerie, please. And she's like. I have more questions. <laughs> she made that marumba a Ouija board. <laughs> she asks, is that you playing those instruments once for yes, twice for no? Ding. Amazing. And remember that we had stopped. So, like, it, like if it was a drip, it would be consistent. Every mm-hmm. now and then you'd hear it. But we we spent, like, five minutes checking the instruments in which we didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And then we came back, and it happened right after our question. That's awesome. 
Not the word I would have chosen. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrifying. But the next few questions uh, went something like this. Do you like music? Ding. And these are all Valerie's questions. Yeah. I'm, I am not participating yeah, other, than giving the, uh, like, other than giving the medium for which it to answer. Huddled in the corner. Yeah. Basically, I was up against, uh, there was a, there's a garage door that led between the loading dock and the stage. Mm-hmm. I was pressed up against that. I was ready to pull that, that thing and I was like, let's go, Valerie, go, go, go. What class are you supposed to be in right now? Advanced drama. It was like the, the competitive kids would take it. It was essentially a free period where oh, okay. we would prepare our competition pieces. Thought you were playing. Was this at night or was this during the day? It's during the day. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was definitely envisioning this during like after school drama club. Oh, it was like no, no, dark. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little better. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. <laughs> so what's the story? What's the one of the rest of the questions? Yeah. So again, this is still Valerie asking is all the questions. Is it Jerry Garcia? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear a singing? Ding. And she was like, oh, great. So uh, so, the, so you must like, uh, so you like music and you came because you heard us sing. That's great. We uh, Earlier, uh, we thought we heard what sounded like a flute. Did, uh, did you used to play the flute? Ding. <laughs> and Valerie's just making chatter with it. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, me and my best friend, this is Alan. And I was Don't like, bring no! I was like, oh. The flute, <laughs> and she's like, "We both play the flute." Um, so, like that low note was you, ding, and and, she, and then she asks, uh, "Wow, that's so cool." Uh, so, uh, would you say you were any good? No answer. <laughs> and I was like, "Fair." So I also conscious. would not answer this question. <laughs> um, and she's like, um, "Well, so earlier I was looking at the couch, and it looked like someone sat down on it. Was that you?" Ding. And I was shitting in my pants. I was like, <laughs> I need to not be here right now. Yep. And she's like, oh, great. So Alan doesn't believe me. Would you mind coming in here and sitting down on it again so that he can see what it looks like? Ding, ding. No. And that's when and, I. That's and when, you were like, thank you and ran. That was when I, like, up until this point, in the back of my head, I could have been like, uh-huh. it's sunny. Like, it's some it's sound we're not explaining. Yeah. It's just a drop, something hitting. Like, I, I don't know what it could have been. But in my back, the back of my head, I was still like, this is still explainable. Mm-hmm. The double dings, one right after the other, that's when I was like. I love that sassy ghost. He's like, frick, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I was like, this is not good. I am not okay with this. This yeah. is real. Well, that's the moment when you know it's like, that is a response. Yes. And Valerie had that re- reaction too. Her eyes widened and she looked at me and she was like, and I was like, let's go. No, mm-hmm. more questions. And she's like, wait, 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 one more, one more. I was like, oh, God, yes, Valerie, Valerie, please. <laughs> Now, this one is really the one that I've never, like, truly forgiven her oh, for. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Dude, wait. <laughs> I'm ready. I've waited. She says, are you a friendly spirit or are you an evil one? Well, that's uh, not a yes, yes or, or no, no question. question. <laughs> Correct. Which might be an indicator as to why we didn't get a yes or no response. So there's two doors to this loading dock and the shop door. One of them was propped open. The other one was closed. We didn't get a yes or a no. What we got was... Against the closed door, a like fucking slam, and then everything shit hit the fan. The fucking marimba, ding 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 ding. The snare tss, at the exact same Are fucking time. Are you serious? Time, literally at the exact same fucking time as that slam happened. I was I I I cannot. I'm not shitting you. Literally, as soon as she asked that question, and we were looking at us in terror. And remember that this has happened in the second lobby. We had to go through there to get yeah, to back to the classroom. We were trapped. <laughs> I, I remember at one point I told her, hey, I'm going to roll up the, the garage door to get through to the stage because you can run across the stage from that point. I was like, I'll open the door. You run. Get help. <laughs> I don't know why I'm such a hero. I was like, I'm scared. Get shitless. help. That was get like, oh, They're like, save yourself. <laughs> you she, get clonked in the head with a yeah. marimba. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, no, I'm not going to leave you. And I was like, okay, great. Thank you. Um, and she, so she, as, and the noises are still going. Mm-hmm. They, it's still happening. And she was like, okay, um, well, thank you for talking with us. We're going to go now. And we were, like, terrified. And I was like, I, we can't walk through there. And she's like, she looks me straight in the eyes. And she's like, give me your hands. 
And for a second, I thought, she's sacrificing me. It's happening. <laughs> Luckily, she's a... He's a flautist. <laughs> she must do. Um, luckily, Valerie's a very wonderful person. And she took my hands. She started saying a prayer over us. And halfway through uh-huh. her prayer, everything stopped. And we're like, okay, I think we're, we're, we're okay to walk through. So she clung onto my hand like a death vice. And she... Oh, also, I am like fully 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, she is like 5'1". <laughs> So, like, there's a a huge size difference. And I was like, I would be the first one to go here. (laughs) Um, So just, I was cowered so much that I was practically at her level as we walked through the second lobby. Uh, And if you look at the diagram, so between the girls' dressing room and the second lobby, there's, like, a little hallway that Mm -hmm. doesn't really do anything. It just has two doors, I guess, for extra privacy. Mm -hmm. Like, so you don't open the door on a girl changing or something. So both doors were open. We just had to walk through the doorway. As we passed that first doorway, right behind us, I heard something, what I describe as, like, metallic sand hitting the doorway. Just right behind us. And I couldn't explain it, but I was like, let's not run. Like, I don't want to get, I don't want it to chase us. I don't want it to yeah, think right. it's fun. So we very calmly, very panickedly walked backwards through the girls' dressing room. panickedly. <laughs> <laughs> through the girls' dressing room, through the girls' makeup room, through the boys' makeup room, through the boys' dressing room. Once we broke through that first lobby, we ran screaming into the classroom. And we told everyone that story. And my drama director said, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. She was like, there's no ghosts at all. Your guys are full of shit. Thanks for believing in me. Yeah, I was so pissed. And we were really upset. And she's like, you can't tell that story anymore. Stop. And I think it's because we didn't have a very big drama club. And I think she was afraid that we would scare people off. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen a ghost. I've never, like, had a haunting in, in that respect. Like, it's I never lived in a haunting. I had terrifying. contact with a ghost. That's terrifying. What the hell was... What, what, what is that ghost? Like, what, what happened in your high school? I don't know. And it's relatively new. It wasn't old when I, w- I went to it. It was, like, maybe 10, 12 years old. Um, and I, I talked to my dad about it. And if you guys remember, my dad was a, was a witch doctor at yeah. one yeah. point. And he was like, oh, okay. So he was like, well, what, what it might have been is that there's a spirit who came to tell you something. And when that's why it was communicating. And when your friend asked that question, it was insulted. And that's why it lashed out. Which question? So are, you are you friendly? Are you evil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not a great yeah, question. Yeah, real smart. Man. Just stop it. Are you friendly? Is it? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> good. That was what happened. I'll show you clapped again. I know. I needed to. I, specifically for that. I've, if I could have brought in a door to give you guys that sound effect, I would have, but... I didn't have a door man, available. That is a uh, pretty spooky, man. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how to follow that either. Good guy. Yeah, we got some good ones. Yeah. This is why we started the podcast, everybody. <laughs> I don't. I don't have like a linear story. It's just like this shit happened. Tell us all about it. All right. When I was growing up in Baltimore, in the suburbs of Baltimore, I lived in a haunted house. I think it was three when we moved in. Before that, I was living at my grandmother's. So I remember I would sit and watch TV with my grandmother, but uh, we would hear different things uh, throughout the house. But the main thing that would happen is our back door leading to the backyard from our kitchen would open and shut on its own. Casual. Lock it. (laughs) Breezy. (laughs) Put one of those... Uh, anti-burglar sticks on it. <laughs> like, I have it in my apartment because I retain so much paranoia. But, yeah, so it would open, and then I would get up. I would notice that it was open, and then I would get up, and I would close it. And then we would hear, you know, the telltale, like, creak mm-hmm. of when something, like, swings open, and it would be open again, even though I latched it. Um, <laughs> no. So that would happen. We would hear each other's names being called throughout the house in one of the other person's voices. I don't like that (laughs) doppelganger. Another thing was that you would see, particularly in one spot, and it was at the top of the stairs. You would get up to the top, and there was just, um, so like basically another platform, and it was just three bedrooms. My bedroom to the left, my parents' bedroom straight forward, and then what would be my brother's room to the other side, over to the right. So it's just a little square and then leads off into the different bedrooms. 
So I would always see a shadow walk straight from my room to my brother's room. No, thank you. Nope. And that was the direction it would go, always. It never went into my parents' room. It was just always straight across. <laughs> Sorry. I, just, I, I had a moment where I was like, so now the question is, does that ghost live in your room and is just visiting your brother? Or does it live in your brother's room and is just like returning to its home? So there were ghosts in both spaces, but primarily it came from mine. Is that the answer that you wanted, Alan? No, because that just means that it's visiting a friend across the hall. <laughs> yeah. So it They're just walk. roommates. So here's the thing. My bedroom, off to the left, had another door. So you would walk through, and then on the left side would be the attic space, or what you would call the attic space. Is it a little door? It's not a little door. Okay. It's a regular it's a sized door. door. Oh, no. Regular sized door. <laughs> I love how we're thinking of the spookiest doors. Like, is it this kind of door? <laughs> no, it's just a door. It's just a regular white door. This was in, in your room? In my room. Dude, Don't fuck trust that. that, though. It was angled down toward the back, and then there was uh, a more open space right above where the stairs were. Nope. And then there was a crawl space over to mm-hmm. the far side, Ugh. right next to my brother's Want to get room. demons? That's how you get the worst. <laughs> I know. The worst was when the cats would get in there and you would have to go in. No. And you got yourself in the there, get yourself space. out. It was the worst because I was the small one, but oh. not the baby. So I would have to go and get them. Uh, there was a older gentleman before we had bought the place who had committed suicide. So right where that attic is, that door was like right as you walked in my bedroom, right against that wall was my bed. Right on the other side was the attic. That's where he hung himself. What the? Where your bed was pressed up against? On the other side of the attic side is where he... Oh, like... On the other side of that wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really I don't put like two this. and two together mm-hmm. when um, we found a military picture mm-hmm. of, like an, of a guy. And, yeah, it, yeah. like, matched up. Another thing about the crawl space. Um, I don't need to know about the crawl space. Oh, I'm so sorry. How <laughs> many spiders? Uh, so I went to go and get into that crawl space area, but there was, like, some uneven footing there because it's not exactly solid. So... I felt a push behind me, and I fell through onto the stairs. Oof. My mom got pushed on the stairs, down the stairs. Wow. Um, It was pretty scary. Like, I've never been, like, touched before that. But, yeah, so it pushed me, and it pushed my mom another time. But I don't know what the circumstances were around that one. I don't like any of this. You lived in the Conjuring house. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a lot about you is starting to make sense, though. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I get why Angel is so into this. <laughs> this is why Angel won't walk down the stairs with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so this is the culminating one for me, but I was sitting with my mom, and I think a couple of, like, maybe my grandmother or my brother. We were sitting and watching TV, because my dad worked, like, three jobs, so he was never home. And... We were just sitting there minding our business, and then all of a sudden, the cross, because our family is Roman Catholic, uh, the cross that we had above the archway, and then it had, like, a frame over it, so we were able to put things on top of it, so we had the crucifix. So, like, a floating shelf. Kind of, yeah. So, we had that there. Then, all of a sudden, it came flying off the wall and landed upside down, (sighs) stuck for about a second, and then fell. Demon. Just enough to make a point. And then later that night, my grandmother, who's an avid Roman Catholic, she had um she'd been to the, like see the Fatima a little while before, and she brought back this like little Mary statuette, and it glue glowed glue glue it glue it, it, it glue. <laughs> Sorry, I was so with you. <laughs> that was really dumb. It glue. <laughs> it glowed green. Oh. It didn't, it wasn't supposed to do that. No, it wasn't a light <laughs> of Mary. It wasn't. It was not a glow-in-the-dark Mary statue. It had, it had been blessed before she left. Like, that was a thing that she had done. Huh. And it It, it glue. It glue. <laughs> oh, it glue. <laughs> I wonder if that was it. It never pro- did it ever again after that. 
That was the only time. I will say, even though I am not Catholic, I went to Catholic school, and anytime I'm, like, really afraid that, like, a spirit or something is in a room with me, I do start praying the rosary. I don't know. It's comforting. Nothing like a good Our Father. You know, a good Our Father. Our Father. Our Father. Our Father. It's, like, it's in my brain. Like, that is that is the protective yeah. chant yeah. for yeah. me, is definitely the rosary, and mm-hmm. also Our Father. Yeah, after that, we had a Roman Catholic priest and my grandmother come and exercise the house. But yeah, things got better for a while, and then we decided that we were going to leave, and they got worse again. Mm-hmm. But it was like all the same stuff. It was like starting up again. Um, my brother experienced a lot in that house. He's a little bit younger than me, and when he was little, he had this friend, which he called Jeremy. And he was, like, this little blonde boy. He would, like, hang out. And my brother was like, oh, yeah, but, like, it's a little weird because, like, his eye's hanging out. I hate that. I hate when kids have friends who are very clearly spirits. I also dislike whatever kid is doing behind me. Very much playing with his teeth. And now he's done. Now that we've acknowledged him, he's like, all right, my job here is done. So my brother was afraid to take showers by himself for a really long time. He would have to have my mom because he was terrified of the man in chains. I never saw him, but he seemed to have a liking for water or a fascination, a curiosity for water, for like when water's running. He, when someone was in the shower and I saw shadows, I like, I actually saw a shadow and like someone would like kind of like press his hand against the. That is my no, greatest fear. No. Oh my God. Oh my God. I cannot do That's this. That's the grudge. <laughs> against the shower curtain. No, it's against your head. <laughs> he never did anything. He oh, yeah. That doesn't make it better. No, 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 no. This is not okay. Uh, but it scared the shit out of my brother because my brother is much younger than me. So, like, whenever he would take a shower. <laughs> we're we're, oh, we're all fully grown women. We're older than your brother was at that age, and we are freaked out. Yeah. I literally think about, oh, there's definitely somebody coming to get me. Every time I, I have my eyes closed in the no, shower, I'm stop. like, this is the moment I die all every right. single time. I'm not showering anymore. That's <laughs> I've ruined showers. You need to have Kanea come watch you while you're... <laughs> Kanea, just sit on the toilet, just, please. Just sit on the toilet while I shower. Read to me. But my, my mom would actually do that. She would have to sit on the toilet while he was in the shower because he was petrified. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I would be too. And he was a tall man. Like, he was, like, over six foot tall. No. So, like, to a five-year-old, that's gargantuan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I would see it too. But, like, my brother had much more, like, he could hear chains. I never heard the chains. But that's how he described it. So that was a good one. Um, I hated that so much. And then, So how much therapy did you go through to get through <laughs> your childhood? Because I would have needed a lot. Yeah, right? Exactly that's zero. Scary. So that, oh, that's buddy. how you get me. Oh, buddy. <laughs> And then there was another one, and she's my favorite. Oh. Oh, you say that with a tone, though. No, no, she actually is my favorite. Uh, So she, I'm pretty sure, is attached to my great-great-grandmother's... It's my mom's grand... Yeah, great-grandmother. No, great-great-grandmother. It was my grandmother's grandmother. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, But anyway, this rocking chair was really old. Um, I didn't know it was a rocking chair, but sure. It's attached to my great-great-grandmother. First there was rocking chair's real old. First first there was a great-great-grandmother, then there was was a chair. Yeah, it was my my great-great-grandmother's rocking chair. It belonged to her. Uh, Sorry, it took a long way. We got there eventually. Um, So it belonged to her, and it belonged to my grandmother, and then my grandmother gave it to my mom. So we had this rocking chair for a long time, uh, and every now and then it would rock on its own. This actually happened in not my Baltimore house, but my my dad's current house where we were living in, like, my high school years. The thing that we would always do is, like, we would just, like, see, like, the rocking chair go on its own, and it had a particular, like, perfume Mm -hmm. that would come up and it was like a very floral uh note to it and we would call her gloria and she took care of jeremy we found out because my brother would see her and she would like plop in his eye back she would be found (laughs) with jeremy but she was they were not from like the same time period apparently i don't know but like apparently they had very different garb when my brother and my mother saw them. I never saw Gloria, but like I knew her by scent because I would wake up and I would smell her. But it was. Um, yeah, but scent memory is like the strongest of the memories. Mm-hmm. 
and you would see the rocking chair go, and my dog naps, and he would go over to the rocking chair while it was rocking, and you would see his fur move. Oh, why does that scare you? Um, I don't know. Just seeing something that's not there interacting with living things. But she was petting him. Oh, yeah. Great. He loved it. He uh, no, went over there you. willingly. No. I mean, no, yeah, I understand you. that she was a lovely spirit. I'm sure she's a lovely ghost. I do not want her touching mm. or knowing that she has the capability of touching something that's living. But yeah, she's attached to that rocking chair. Um, but we kind of like see her more like as a protection kind of spirit more than anything. Is that chair still moving? Uh, I don't know where that chair is. Oh, <gasps> Gloria! Oh. I don't know where it is. Oh. Um, after my parents got divorced, who fucking knows? <laughs> we divorce is fun. <laughs> who got custody of Gloria? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we eventually moved and my mother decided that she was going to invite Jeremy and Gloria to come live with us at our new house. Mom! Correct. Never invite, invite anything! anything. <laughs> A quote? By Aaron. <laughs> uh, so we learned that the hard way. Uh, every single one came with us. Mm-hmm. Everybody. <laughs> oh, my this whole, is becoming that, my whole that, back. that movie, Did you do the 13 Ghosts. Did we do the monster? (laughs) Uh, No, we did not. Uh, So, yeah, the malicious attic spirit came. Uh, He decided to hole up in my brother's attic area because that had, like, one of those, like, you had to get a ladder up there, and then it has, like, one of those pop ceilings. Ah, there's a spooky door. And And it tried to push you out. Every time. That's where we kept all of our Christmas decorations. No Christmas for you. <laughs> yeah. It, it was always like a rock, paper, scissors. Who's going who to the fuck Christmas? is going up oh. there? Um, yeah. It would like try to push people out. So uh, that was him. Gloria came, which I talked about. Jeremy also came. And this was the first time that I saw him. Uh, I was a teenager. And I was cleaning my room. Had my door kind of open. I was listening to music. Uh, and I see my brother, uh, just kind of like standing and looking into my room and I start talking to him and he doesn't answer. So like I turn around and there's no one there. So I come out and I ask my mom or my dad, I don't remember which, but I asked one of my parents, uh, where Matt was because I had asked him a question. He had walked away and they're like, oh, uh, Matt's over at our neighbor Colton's. He's been there for like an hour. I had seen Jeremy. Jeremy looked remarkably like my brother. He had, he was smaller, he was shorter, but he had this bright blonde hair. And that was the thing, like, I don't remember seeing his face. I remember seeing the hair. And my brother was very blonde when he was younger. Like, why did I see the face? I mean, sometimes he had his eye in and sometimes he had his eye out. Like, sometimes it was normal. It's like a party check. (laughs) It's whatever he felt like that day. No, yeah, but, like, sometimes my brother would talk about, like, oh, yeah, but, like, sometimes it's out. But that was the first time that I ever saw him. Uh, And then the second time I saw him was uh, out of the corner of my eye. This was, like, towards the end of high school. It had been a long time. And I think it was, like, during a picture or something like that. And he was uh, in the window. Of the picture? Mm-hmm. Where'd that picture at? It's on my dad's file somewhere, I think. Tell him to mail it in. But it was in the reflection. Tell him Get to that mail picture. it in. I, I mean, it was like, it wasn't clear, but like there was the, the outline. Get that picture. Mail it in. We have quite a few ghost pictures, actually. We actually we have, have an one. album. We actually have another one um, over in what would be my brother's room at that time. Oh, my um, When he was, actually, no, in the first house, like, when he was younger, there was an outline of a man with a, like, wide-brimmed hat. He was very tall. We were convinced that it was chains. I Bring chains. those pictures. I gotta find them. Yeah, They're all on my dad's block. digital drive, because he had like, one of those old cameras, so God it's, knows where it is. It's but even easier. Email it to us. You can email my, us. <laughs> my dad's a photographer. I would have to go through a ridiculous amount of photos to find them. I have no idea where his drives are for that, but uh, if I find them, I'll show them to you. I don't have any, like, good ghost stories, but it's just, like, a series of, like... Your 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 childhood was a ghost. Your story. Ch- your childhood was a horror movie. Yeah, mine was slightly inconveniencing and a little weird. Yours is like flat out terrifying. What I what I will say, I was really hoping that someone was going to bring up a scent based uh, story. 
Yeah. Which you did, and then we hit all five uh, senses. I, did anything? Yeah, did any so. other deeply repressed memories come up for anybody else while we were listening to Angel's uh, stories of horror and terror? No. I don't like the. No. I don't like that this whole carnival of ghosts decided to follow you guys. I was, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm very upset. Are your they, mother invited it. Yeah. Are they still in the house? No problem. Are they still there? Uh, no, actually, I don't think that they are. We had like this sense that we kind of felt like Jeremy and Gloria had left. Like oh. we like stopped feeling them. Dang it. Uh, and Stop then it. <laughs> I haven't been in that attic in fucking years, so don't I don't know. And I haven't had any issues in the shower either. But um, <laughs> what a weird sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when we moved to the new property, my mom like saw a Native American up there. After that, uh, one of my really good friends, her mom did Native American cleanses. Mm-hmm. So we asked her to do that, and she did a whole walkthrough with, like, sage and everything, and we didn't have a bad experience since. Oh. Huh. That's nice of her. So we did the Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Didn't fucking work. Shock. Made a Shock. Made work. <laughs> yep. Well, you got to use the right ceremony for the right thing. You know what I mean? But, I mean, like, that was everything. Mm-hmm. Like, everything calmed yeah. down as soon mm-hmm. as we did that. And that included the ones we brought. So, I highly doubt that, like, a military man who died in the 70s is going to respond right. to a Native I, American. I also doubt that the little blonde boy would have either. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe there's just, like, a certain amount of respect Maybe. that the ritual of, like, Native Americans is. That I yeah, I would imagine that because it's, like, I don't know. I feel that something like Native Americans, and I don't, I don't have this... I don't have the slightest clue about what that would look like, but I feel like it's more based in, like, nature, and it's more of a spiritual experience than something that's, like, I don't know. It just feels like... The only way I could say what I'm thinking is going to be really highly offensive, and I don't mean it to be. There's there's an authenticity to a Native American tradition that, to me, like, the Roman Catholicism is very, like, ceremonial. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's not quite as, like, viscerally authentic yeah. to me. I agree. And there's no way of saying that in a way that isn't deeply offensive. I don't to think it's offensive. I don't think, I think you actually put that. Because, I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. It's not like you went, God, who? <laughs> true. I'm very glad you cut in because I was about to say it in a very more offensive way than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. We've been through some spooky things, you guys. Are we okay? Yeah. I don't know. We were ending this podcast looking at each other being like, we're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to spend the next, you know, month and a half reflecting on our choices and the traumas that brought us here. And then we'll be back with season two. What a where great we're segue. We're going to talk about all the things. Yeah. So thank you for, if you stuck with us throughout season one, thank you guys uh, for listening. Please make sure to like us on Instagram or our Facebook page so you guys will always uh, be in the loop as to when we're posting up the next season's episodes or whenever we post any little mini episodes that might be coming your way throughout the break. Oh, a mini episode. We're thinking of doing maybe like a From the Cutting Room Floor. Love it. Yeah. Or get just... to hear a little bit of what's inside of our brains that you don't get to hear on the actual episodes. Things that were it's too mostly offensive. mostly just us being like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Turkey? Oh like, <laughs> no, no. That's something that should not have come back. Oh dear. <laughs> Uh, and if there's anything that you want us to talk about, feel free to send that our way. We have a Facebook and an Instagram and tell us what you want to do. We also have a website. There are so many ways for you to get in contact with us. I also have my Ouija board on. So if you like to. No. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's a joke. joke. (laughs) (laughs) And we were all like, absolutely fucking not. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, friends. Um, We will. We will catch you guys on season two. Stay spooky.